1: What would you like to get off your chest? Are you holding on to secrets, fears, or frustrations? We all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Don't keep it all bottled up inside. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's also a great way to learn to resolve conflict, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
0: That's D-R-S-V-O-B-O-D-A. Hello, and welcome to the Living With Reality podcast. I'm Paula Crossfield, your host and Dr. Svoboda's media manager. Today on the podcast, Dr. Svoboda is going to be talking about following the signs. This is a really interesting topic. I think you guys are going to love it. He's talking about how we tune into our intuition and even leads us through a little meditation to get closer to that. So I hope you enjoy. Before we jump right in, I want to let you know that you can take a course with Dr. Savoda and Dr. Scott Blossom live this month. It's on Ayurveda and the microbiome and specifically the gut-brain axis. Why I'm super excited about this course is because it's all about mental health and really practical tools that we can use from the ancient science of Ayurveda and from the science coming out about the microbiome to support ourselves right now while things are so difficult. So if that's interesting to you, just go to drsvoboda.teachable.com. The course is called Ayurveda and the Microbiome, the Gut-Brain Axis, which is part two in our Ayurveda and the Microbiome series. Enjoy this podcast.
2: Greetings. Namaste. My subject today is following the signs. And had we been talking about this a few thousand years ago or, or if we were still members of the very few hunter-gatherer societies that still remain on Earth, this wouldn't have been that meaningful a subject because in societies like that, Everyone is taught to follow the signs from the very beginning, from birth, because that's how you find out what's going on. That's how you prepare yourself for what you know is likely to happen in the future. As we've become urbanized, as we have disconnected ourselves from the natural world, We've also disconnected ourselves from our ability and it's a natural ability that all living beings have to be aware to some degree or other of what's coming toward us. About a decade ago, there was that giant tsunami that killed so many people in Indonesia and Sri Lanka and that area of the world sadly killed a Danish friend of mine who, with his wife, co-owned a hotel in Sri Lanka on the southeast side that I had stayed in many times. When afterwards I met her, she, like everyone else around, mentioned that in hindsight, they had noticed that a day or two before, suddenly all the animals moved inland. And at the time, of course, nobody paid much attention, but afterwards, subconsciously, everyone was paying attention. And then they remembered, yes, in fact, we had seen everyone was, all of these animals were heading inland because they knew something really wrong was about to happen and they needed to be away from the ocean. Now, had the humans been paying attention to this, then many, many lives could have been saved. And of course, there were many humans who were drowned because they did exactly the opposite of what was sensible. When they saw the water of the ocean receding, as it did before the tsunami actually hit, many people went out to find out why the water was receding. And of course, were one of the first to be swept away when the water came back. So the reality is that now we are in this place as urbanized human beings that we have to re-educate ourselves to do something that is innate in many or most other animals and was at one time very likely innate in human beings back when we were really aligned with the external world. So we have to change that. We have to become more aligned, more open, but to get back to that place where we could automatically be so aligned that we would know what to do without having to think about it, that is further away for most of us than first being able to identify signs of what's happening, signs and portents and omens, and then act on the information that were provided. So the the outside world, and remember from the perspective of the classical Indian sciences, everything that's present in the outer cosmos is present also inside the human being in a different form, no doubt, but their resonance can occur between anything outside and anything inside. And that means that the outer world is always providing us hints and suggestions and advisories. And what we have to do is try to find ways that we can take advantage of those advisories and move ourselves in a direction that will position us in the best place that we can be in for whatever is going to happen next. And I think, of course, this is extremely important nowadays because, as many of you may have noticed, we're in a a stage of existence that was very much not predicted, uh, or at least not in detail. Many people felt like something was going to happen about this time that it did happen, but not very few people were able to predict that this is what was going to happen but many things have happened it's not just one challenge that we're having to face it's many challenges the pandemic the fires the water the 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 political turmoil everything that is happening all at once it's not just one crisis it's a multi-layered crisis and therefore it's confusing. Even if, even if everything else was normal, it would still be confusing. But of course, it's even more confusing because now, now it's, it's very unclear to many people what is real and what is not real. And many people seem to, to buy much more into conspiracy theories which appear to have reality because the way that they're textured on the internet gives them a strong flavor of reality, even if in fact, externally, that reality is non-existent. Or at the very best, it has, there's certain small facets of it that are true, but that get blown out of proportion in the manifestation of these conspiracy theories. So yes, I, I personally think that having a 5G network where everybody is going to be bombarded by lots more electromagnetic force, EMF, I think that's a really bad idea. And so do hundreds of scientists who have uh, suggested we need to study it much more before uh, it's installed. But do I believe that that has created the coronavirus or that it is being deliberately used to cause everyone to take vaccines that are going to put... um, uh, uh, bio-tracker chips into our bodies. Um, I think that's beyond the capabilities of current technology. And I think that conspiracy theories um, always assume that the whoever is conspiring, the conspirators, are much more perfect and clever and effective than human beings ever actually are. So um, at this stage in our existence, everything is confusing. And so it's bad enough that we have disconnected ourselves from external reality. And it's, we, we now can't intuitively follow the signs as easily as we could when we were connected. But now we're getting signs that are encouraging, that are blinking in, very brightly. And telling us to come in a particular direction, it signs that if we follow them lead to uh, a dead end or have us drive off the bridge uh, or whatever. So um, it's very important at this stage that we need to be as calm as possible because it's only when you're calm that you'll be able to get greater clarity in what actually you should do at any one moment. And it's very important to have clarity, even if that clarity is only for what you need to do at that one moment. Because if you know what to do at one moment, then at least you know what to do at that one moment. And that creates a pattern that creates a positive momentum and a little bit of positive inertia for having a better idea about what to do intuitively the next moment. If it is clear what to do, then we proceed and go ahead and do it. If it's not clear, then we have to make very small steps as you would in a forest, in the dark, in order to be able to move forward. A good friend of mine, Mr. Robert Moses of Namarupa Magazine once did a workshop where he was studying tracking. He was studying tracking with a very famous tracker. Um, and at the culmination of this event, which was out in the forest for several days, everybody was blindfolded, taken about a mile away from the from the camp, and then released. And every minute or so, a bell would sound in the camp. And that was the only thing that would give you an indication of which direction you needed to move in. And so everybody was told, okay, now you're blindfolded. It's pitch dark in the middle of the night. You've got to get back to camp. And Robert said that for the first few minutes, he was, his mind was wondering, what to do? How, how do I do this? How, what if I fall in a hole? What if I run into a tree? But when he stopped thinking and he allowed his intuitive mind to work, then it became much clearer that he didn't have to use his eyes. He could use his other senses to give him a, a clearer perspective, an adequately clear perspective of how to move in the direction that he needed to move in. And he, like everyone else, eventually did get back to the camp. So that was a dramatic example of how to do something like this. Um, But that's a dramatic example. And you may say, well, that was a dramatic example. I can't do that. I can't go off and start and learn to, to be a tracker. I'm living in the world but you're living in the world, probably Probably you drive. And if you drive, probably on occasion, you drive at night. And so you will, if you do drive at night, you will be very aware that at night, when it's pitch black outside, you can only see a certain distance in front of you. But if you only drive as fast as your headlights will permit you to safely, And if you use those headlights to keep a clear idea of what's going on and to watch out for any deer or something else that may suddenly come in from the side of the road, you can very successfully get to your destination even if you don't even, aren't completely sure of where that destination is as long as you can read the road sign and follow the road. So that's what we want to try to do want to read the roadsides and try to follow the road. So just for a moment, please close your eyes, breathe calmly, deeply, and regularly, and move your attention down to your hada point. That's the point of of two or three finger breadths below your navel. That's where the your solar plexus is, that's where the prana, the life force was entering the body while you were in the womb. So that's the area that your body associates with not only nutrition of food, but nutrition of prana. This is the area where the prana has been entering your body ever since you were created. And so just focus on as you breathe, letting the prana As if you were in a tropical lagoon, the water is just sort of gently moving here and there. Just let that prana move in and out through your hara point. So you're aligning yourself with prana, just as you would align with the water if you were in a tropical lagoon. There's no need to think right now. There's no need to emote right now. So you can let your head be quiet. You can let your heart be peaceful. And just open yourself to this movement of prawn in and out of your manipura, in and out of the jeweled city. And this is the seat of the fire element. And the fire element is this, the, the controlling element of the sense of sight. So we want to be able to have a vision, the vision of where we need to go next. We don't want to try to think about it too much. We don't want to try to emote over it. We want to allow ourselves to see where is the path in front of us that we can follow. This is not something you can force yourself to do. You can't prod yourself to do. You have to allow it to come to you. So just remember, when you're actually seeing something, it's easy for us to think we see with our eyes. But if you've studied science, you know that the actual creation of what we call sight happens in the occipital lobe of the brain. So from the point of view of physiology, sight happens in the back of the head but from the energetic point of view sight happens from the hara point so when you see something and especially when you're visualizing something don't visualize with your eyes don't visualize with the back of your head visualize with your gut visualize with from the hara point visualize from a position where you are well established in your belly Okay, at this point, you can either keep your eyes closed and continue or you can open your eyes again. And if you choose to open your eyes, try to look at everything that you see, not from your eyes, not from the back of your head, but from down at that hotter point. So it's, it's as if your vision has now settled into your body. And that means automatically it's become a little bit more stable because it has it has gone into a deeper and more stable part of your organism. Your head, in particular, your thinking mind is not particularly stable, especially nowadays when we have the internet and we have the talking head phenomenon. We have the Rahu world where Rahu is a is an asura, a demon, who is a head with no body. So always wanting something, thinking up fantastic ideas and conspiracy theories that often has no connection to actual reality. So instead, we want to be connected to actual reality and then try to evaluate what's going on on the basis of actual reality, which is the way we would have done it had we still been connected in the way in which we evolved, connected to the world around us. So when you have connected yourself to your PowerPoint, and you're now you're you're starting to see things from there, that's a good time to take a walk, to go outside, and just to notice things. So now you're not noticing things from your head, like, what little things are moving and who's doing what and what does that person do? That's, that's the head thing. And then it, you, you don't want to involve your heart at this. You don't want to cut your heart. You don't want to close down, but you don't want to be trying to relate too much from your, oh, what a cute cat. Oh, what a very dangerous and ugly dog. No, no, no. You want to simply move outside and request the world to assist you to see what may be moving in your direction. You're asking the world, please, as a human being, I realize that my species, my race, the human race, that um, we have disconnected ourselves from you. And so I'm trying to reconnect And if you would be so kind as to assist me, I would really appreciate it. And then just allow yourself to let your attention be drawn to things that the outside world feels are important. So instead of you having an agenda that you want to see what you think is important let the outside world show you what's important. So the outside world will encourage your attention to be drawn to a certain thing. And that's great, but this is a critical moment because it's very common that when your attention is drawn to something, that immediately your mind will pounce upon it. Your mind will pounce upon it, it will grab hold of it, it will say, ah-ha. I have seen a squirrel, and in the Native American tradition, squirrels mean this. And I have noticed that there is this Sanskrit text in which squirrels are mentioned, and they are related to this. And stop. Just stop. Stop right there. What you're trying to do, remember, is allow the external world to communicate with you. The external world doesn't do that with books. It doesn't do that with words. It doesn't do that with c- images that have been concocted by some, uh, someone who is trying to be artsy or someone who is trying to be didactic or anything. The external world is trying to give you information that you can interpret after you have digested it. The first thing to do is let it come in. The second thing to do is to be thankful. Oh, thank you, outside world. You have given me this valuable sign. You have given me this valuable indication about what may be coming next. So first of all, let me thank you for providing that to me. Let me thank you for permitting me to be attentive to it, to notice it. And now, let me humbly request that you assist me to understand it properly. And. You've requested assistance to understand it properly. And then remember, that may take some time. That may not happen immediately. So since it may not happen immediately, what that means is you may need to go, you may need to sleep over it. And perhaps something will come in a dream that will give you a little further information about it. It's very important not to jump on top of it, immediately try to interpret it, And act in haste, remember, acting in haste often involves repenting at leisure. And this is especially true when the situation that we're in is confusing, as the entire world is currently confusing. So we're not trying, at this point, when everything is so confusing, we're not trying to make giant strategic decisions. What we're trying to do instead is we're trying to make decisions Tactical decisions. Where do I put my foot next? And then after that, where do I put my foot next? After which, then where do I next put my foot? So we're not trying to say I'm going to first walk two miles this way, turn left, go another five miles, etc. No. We're just moving as if we were in a dark forest. We're moving slowly, and we're trying to get an intuitive feel of how we can move a little bit faster once we're aligned with the current of prawn of the life force. So when you're confused, that confusion is not just mental confusion. It's not just emotional confusion. It's also pranic confusion. It means that what's happening outside at any one moment is something that your body is having difficulty mirroring and understanding. So in a situation like this, don't try to understand the big picture like the conspiracy theorists do. People, as human beings are always desperate to feel like someone is in control. And some people are even happy to think that the evil ones are in control, whoever those evil ones might be, the Illuminati, the satanic pedophiles, whoever they might be, They want to feel like somebody knows what's going on, somebody is in control, and then they have the choice of either to support those people who are in control or be against those people, and then they don't have to think anymore. When the reality is that at this point, nobody is in control. Human beings as a species are out of control, and we have therefore created out-of-control things in all parts of our existence. And what we need to do is start bringing our own individual lives into as, as good a harmony as we can with the rest of the world outside us. Just start with a little bit of harmony and that harmony will resonate in your environment, in your friends, in your loved ones. And even if it's a small amount of alignment, that resonance will help it become a bigger quantum of alignment. And the longer something remains aligned, inertia will assist it to continue trying to remain aligned. So, our job is very much to do what we can to remain as aligned as we can and not. To feel anxious, not to worry about what might happen in the future. There's a Native American saying that says that when you worry, you were praying for what you don't want. When you worry, you were putting energy on the thing that you were worrying about. And would you put energy on anything? you are in some way or another strengthening it. So if you're worried that a particular political candidate will win or won't win, that worry is providing energy to that candidate instead of, because none of us really know what is the right thing to do, especially nowadays. In the past, we could imagine, oh, it is right to do this and it's right to do that. We can be sure of one thing, creating pain for other beings, is not the right thing to do, unless that pain is essential, as if, for example, you're performing surgery on someone, then you must create pain for them. Otherwise, creating pain from a selfish perspective is the wrong thing to do. Everything else is not always clear. So rather than think that the world is going to end if so-and-so is elected, or the world is going to end if such-and-such happens or does not happen, we should, our job should always be to request the right thing to always happen to always be praying to the universe that the universe facilitate the right thing to happen whatever that right thing is it's always good to remember as my mother was fond of pointing out that things can always be worse and if you want to be thankful And it's always good to be thankful and grateful. Sometimes it's good just for a moment or two to think about things, how things could be worse. And then suddenly you realize, OMG, OMG, OMG. I am so happy that things are not worse like that. Oh, universe, oh, God, oh, supreme reality. Thank you so much for not making things any worse. I realize I'm in this situation because of my own personal karmas. It is thanks to those karmas that I have performed in the past that I am here today where I am. Therefore, I am experiencing the result of those karmas. And I pray that I will not do something that will cause a worse result for me in the future. In fact, I would rather have a better result for me in the future. Therefore, please guide me to to follow the path that is going to be the best path for me overall in every possible way. Whatever that looks like, even if it is not going to be totally satisfactory to me right now from my perspective of what is satisfactory, even if it is something I do not expect, particularly if I expect that this way must be right and that way must be wrong, please always guide me in the right way to go, whether or not I am in a position to understand what that right way might be. And if at all possible, please assist me to understand in the future what is right. And the better I can align with my understanding of what is right, the closer I will come to returning to that condition that we all were in sometime in the past, thousands of years ago, sadly. But if we have been there, we can always go back to where I am in a healthy alignment with the external universe. And the external universe is always providing me hints about what is the right thing for me to do at a particular moment. So at this critical moment, please, especially when you're confused, but in general at all times, calm your mind and your heart on a regular basis and open yourself up to permitting the universe to give you a hint so that that will assist you to move in a good direction. This is Dr. Robert wishing everyone a healthy alignment with the supreme reality. Om.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest? Are you holding on to secrets, fears, or frustrations? We all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Don't keep it all bottled up inside. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's also a great way to learn to resolve conflict, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash Be Here Now.